to show you. Hello, my beautiful future ghosts. Welcome to the sixth <laughs> annual Sirens of Scream 31 Days of Horror. We are super excited to bring you ghouls or recommendations for this year, but it's been an ocean minute since we've been on. What have my seaworthy babes been up to? What are you guys doing? What's going on? Oh, it's been a couple. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had some massive changes. I've moved across the country this year. So crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still getting used to desert life here. So I will apologize in advance for any water slurping you hear over here. <laughs> <laughs> Desert's a hard place for a siren. <laughs> Honestly, always been near the ocean. Damn. <laughs> Is it a chill? Because I know you used to go to the beach fairly often. Do you miss it already? Yeah, I like instantly miss it. I mean, it's like such a massive, massive difference between here and, uh, you know, the eastern coastline, Mm -hmm. (laughs) especially in the tropical area. Like, it's such a wild fucking difference. But my hair loves it. So that's a plus. (laughs) And you guys (laughs) kind of got out sort like pretty much in time because that whole area has been hit with a shit ton of nasty weather this year. Oh, I know. We were watching hurricane season over here like. Oh. Damn, we're glad we're not there. And yeah. damn, we hope our house sells in time for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. I don't know why I didn't think about that, but that sucks. But you had it. You got it sold. So woo. yeah, yeah. We're so excited. The house finally sold and we're finally moving on with our lives here in Denver. Nice. Even with all the, the skeletons in the closets and the bodies under the floorboards, you guys were able to sell it. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. I did not tell them about the ghost. <laughs> Which, by the way, did the ghost actually stay or have you been followed by something? Actually, a little bit of follow up to that last episode that chronicled the ghost in my house in Savannah. Yeah, A few really big things happened right after I recorded that. I don't think it liked that I was talking about it. Mm-hmm. Or it did like it. Like he was like, yeah, you're, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, let me give you some more material. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck if you're going to talk about me. Let's go. Part two, part two. <laughs> yeah, right. I think I do need to do like a little mini episode uh, follow up of because seriously, there were like really big kind of scary things. Crazy. I think the primary ghost that was causing like the malicious vibes in there did stay in Savannah. Good. But I do think something followed me here. I'm just hmm. not quite sure what it is or what its intentions are, but it is very small and not harmful so far. So I don't mind. Or it's something new in Denver. I mean, Denver is like an older town. Maybe there's something in there. I thought about that, but it feels really familiar, honestly. Okay. Hmm. So, I don't know. What about you, Sierra? Oh, nothing that uh, monumentous. Just working and hanging out. You know, nothing, nothing too big to report. Yeah, same. Work has been going crazy, especially like. Um, well, most of my job sites have been pretty much like full time. Visitation is okay, mm-hmm. um, but ugh, work is crazy. Yeah, I'm actually um, just wrapping up my job at Amazon right now and I'm going to go back to freelancing full-time here in October. So very excited for that. Yay. Was it always supposed to have like uh, an end date? No, I just couldn't keep working for a company. I don't like. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Yeah, I get that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. How about you, Blue? What have you been up to? Ugh, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything special. Like, 
I am starting a quilting gang. Ooh. <laughs> I got a bug up my ass uh, a couple weeks ago and I was like, I'm going to quilt. Hell yeah. And I don't even own a sewing machine. So, of course, <laughs> the first thing I did was go to Joanne's and like buy $100 in fabric because, you know, that's logical. Totally. But then I was talking to a couple of friends of mine and they were like, holy shit, we've been dying to quilt too. So I was like, all right, fuck it. We're starting a quilting gang. Uh, I'm going to find some place that has like some classes or something. So we'll start signing up and meeting up and going through these classes and sneak in some Budweiser into the little little bitties so they can teach us proper stitching. (laughs) (laughs) I think it'll work out. With all of that, what are we doing for Halloween? Sierra, I know that you always do uh, the Treehouse of Horror. What else? What's else? What's going on? Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm wearing my Treehouse of Horror uh, shirt today to yes. like, celebrate this recording. Um, but yeah, besides that, I'm excited to get all of my artsy girls together on the full moon. I'm going to like finally... Uh, Pull the trigger on starting a coven here. Nice. (laughs) That's awesome. Hell yeah. I have so many like decks of tarot cards and shit that's just like sitting around that we should uh, we should use them. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yes. Highly support. And then uh, since I'm quitting my job, I'm really looking forward to having time to uh, put together a cool Halloween costume this year. Ooh. I have a a vision of a, a giant. I want to do a giant paper mache eyeball. Awesome. Like mask. Awesome. And then some kind of alien e uh outfit to go with it. Nice. Hell yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited to make Very stuff. Nice. Uh, going back to the coven thing, have you come up with like, and I love naming things. I don't know if you guys can tell <laughs> that yet, but I love naming things. Do you have a name for your coven or any ideas? Not that I've started to come up with yet. That's so it's a group. I have um, an old coworker that I, you know, have a, a text thread with, and then I have my current coworkers, and then my other uh, friend Jen, who's also a designer. And I keep running into like coming, like finding stuff online that I want to send to all of them, and having to send it to each individual text thread. And I'm like, I should just get all these girls together so that I can just like talk to all of them at once. Yes, it's, it's time. So we're all we're all cool lady uh, graphic designers. So nice. somewhere something with that. I think it'll probably come up organically. Can I join? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like astral project yourself over here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do some long distance worship. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's awesome. Let me know um, or let us know like what you end up. Are you just going to use like a regular text thread? Because I was going to recommend Discord, but I know some people aren't really huge fans of Discord. Yeah, I don't know if all of them use it. Yeah. Jax, what about you? So we don't have any solid uh, Halloween plans yet. I do want to make something awesome. I literally just bought a 3D printer today. <laughs> what? You did it? Oh, yes. my God. That's going to be so much fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so excited. You're going to make so many skulls. Right? Yeah. Yes. I know. You know, we've got friends that are having a big, giant party, which we'll obviously go to. But last night we were hanging out with um, some friends that also moved here around the time we did. And people have been warning them about how balls out Denver goes for Halloween. Yes, what? that's what I was going to ask if the the town has any traditions. Yeah, and I'm fucking psyched. Like I I didn't like I didn't know that for one. So like I have no idea <laughs> that what exactly goes on. That was part of your on. like uh picking <laughs> where you're going to live. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> I had no idea either. 
And I lived there. Right? That's just like a pleasant <laughs> little add-on there. That's so awesome. And we also might check out uh, and see what the Stanley Hotel is doing for Halloween. Yes. I bet they go all out. They sell out tickets really quickly. And I think they start selling them like a couple of months ago. So that might. Yeah. That might be your window. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we were we were thinking that uh, we were all talking about it last night and we were thinking it's probably already sold out. But, you know, we're going to fucking find out. Yeah, because I really wanted to go. If not, get on the ones for next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah, they do have um, they have a Christmas party, too. Um, and I don't remember when the tickets go on sale for that, but they've got a couple of big events. One question we had was, do they have a New Year's Eve party? Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Like. Like in the fucking shining. And can I like walk out into there like completely in sepia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like not, that would be awesome. not grayscale, but sepia. <laughs> it would be awesome if they like replaced all the light bulbs in the hotel with like the amber bulb so oh, everything man. just appeared sepia anyway. Ooh. That would yeah, be that, so that would be cool. smart. Yeah, they do do a New Year's party though. I did see that, but I don't remember if it's like 40s themed or if they do it different every year. But that's worth checking out. Well, I think you should go ahead and plan to be in town then. Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I don't know, because I think we're going to go to Indiana to visit my father-in-law. But he can wait. But <laughs> <laughs> Sierra, you're invited too. come to Denver. Right. Hell yeah. Awesome. That's on my list. I would love to visit the Stanley. I also one year, my friend Ellie and I, who's been on the podcast before, we will one day we will go to the Queen Mary during Halloween. They have a bunch of of cool stuff that's on my list too. Awesome. Oh shit. That would be fun. <laughs> right? They always have such good events there. Yeah. And I've never been to it, so I figure Halloween would be the best time. Oh yeah, absolutely. Blue, what are you doing for Halloween? Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to drive to Denver, um, but <laughs> I do already have my costume and I have my dog's costume because um, I decided he has to dress up with me. Are they matching costumes? Do they go together? They do go together. So yes. I forgot about your costume for a minute. I just remembered. <laughs> yeah. So I'm massively obsessed with Midsummer, um, and I have oh, been for uh-huh. a while. I was at one point going to do uh, the May Queen thing. And I was like, A, I can't find any spring flowers right now. And especially not for a decent price. Um, And I don't feel like spending like hundreds of dollars on this outfit. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be the boyfriend. So I bought a bare onesie. And I'm going to do some like burned makeup on my face. (laughs) And then and then I went onto Shein and I found um, some like peasant tops that have some stitching so it looks like the cult members mm-hmm. and uh so tater's gonna wear this shirt and i got him a little flower <laughs> crown oh that's gonna be so cute <laughs> oh God, I love it. And, and if if uh if i have the time i want to paint like a giant yellow barn and put it on the garage <laughs> And then make it to where, like, you have to look through the little door to get the candy. And there will be, like, tater. And I'll be sitting on, like, a little hay bale and, like, hand the candy to them. I love it. May I make a suggestion? Yes, of course. Make all the spring flowers for the May Queen, like, out of tissue paper or some shit. And Ooh. make Jay. Oh, yeah. Make Jay be the May Queen. Oh, he won't. If it's not it related, <laughs> he wants nothing to do with it. Like, I barely get him Lame. to put on a Pennywise mask. And that's about as close as I get. 
I know, but he's got a cute butt, so I let him do whatever he wants. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be in Denver still. So um, we're trying to work it out. But I really want him to do that because I think he would make the best grumpy May Queen ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I even bought a second shirt for Mania, our other dog, just in case they are in town for Halloween. So I'll have like two cult members with cute little flower crowns. Oh. <laughs> and I even I went to the dollar store and I found um, like a random hand. So I'll have a hand stuck in the end of the driveway. Oh, good. And I was going to sprinkle like some hay up the driveway, you know, like, you know, easy as possible, but still have the full on theme. So mm-hmm. I love it. I'm excited. Hopefully I can pull it all off. But otherwise, I'll just be like handing kids candy dressed as a dude burnt in a bear suit. So <laughs> still creepy. Oh, and I did buy some um, some flame light bulbs. So I'll put like Ooh. some lanterns like kind of around either the door of the barn or the door of my front door. So when I open the door, it'll look like there's like a fire burning inside my doorway. Mm-hmm. That's so Love cool. It. Yes, I'm super excited. Love that movie so damn much. It's on my mind. They did such a good job, but that's a whole nother tirade. And in fact, I think that was on one of our previous 31 Days of Horror, which we can now get into. I'm so excited to hear what you guys have been watching. Sierra, you are day number one. What you got? Sweet. Um, I'm going to start the day day one off with uh, a horror, kind of a horror comedy. Um, This is one that is now on HBO Max is where we watched it. And it's freaky with... Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton. I love this movie. Oh, it's so fun. It's basically Freaky Friday the 13th. Nice. So you got the slasher vibes, the killer, but then you also have the teenage girl. And through some magic-y ancient idol thing, they swap bodies. And so, and it's just, it's great. It's so much fun. Is that the one with Vince Vaughn? Yes. Oh, my God. Vince Vaughn is a 13-year-old girl. It is the fucking best. He is so amazing in it. (laughs) Oh, so good. I love that movie so much. Just just for Vince Vaughn. Like, Vince Vaughn made that movie. He really did. Yeah. Oh, so, so good. So, I figured that would be a good start to ease into October. Not super, super horror gory, but still very fun and very much in the vibes and in, in the themes. And it, uh... Play, it pays good tribute to slasher films. Yeah. Since you have HBO Max, I don't have HBO Max, and this is not on the rest of our list, but the BBC has a TV show called Ghosts, which is apparently streaming Ghosts. on HBO. I got to find it. Yes. Well, it looks super good. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks so good, and they're making an American version. So you've got to watch it for me and let me know how it goes. Okay. Like, I keep trying to, like change my IP address so I can access the BBC. But anyway, (laughs) putting a lot of effort in. Yeah, I really (laughs) want to see it. It looks really good. But Jackie, day number two, what do you got? All right. Day number two is brand new cherry flavor, which I have been obsessed with lately. Mm -hmm. First of all, let's go ahead and mention that this is made by the same dude, Nick Acosta, who did Channel Zero. So it very much has those uh, Channel Zero vibes, and it absolutely has those Channel Zero monsters, too, which, of course, is fantastic because Channel <laughs> Zero is amazing. Anyway, so the premise of this is that a, a young filmmaker uh, made this incredible indie film, and a Hollywood sleazeball 
wants to make it into a feature film for her. But she is very anti-Hollywood and very on the fence about working with him at all. Um, he promises that she can direct and, you know, she'll be in control of the movie and everything. Mm-hmm. Sure. And immediately turns around <laughs> and takes it away from her. Surprise, surprise. What I did. So she seeks out a witch and hexes him over it. Yes. Because that's what you do. First of all, it's fucking hilarious. Um, it has Catherine Keenan in as the, as the uh, witch, and she's so phenomenal in it. It uh, is set in the early 90s, so it has that like kind of vintage Hollywood vibes to it with a lot of like tropical pinks and like blues and stuff and like yes. vines climbing on things and walls beating like a heart, you know, that that kind of vibe. Ew, oh my awesome. God, it's amazing. Like every, I cannot say enough good things about this. Like I really wanted to start the month out strong here and this is absolutely it. Yeah, the, all the commercials I see for that, just all the visuals make me drool. It is. Oh, God. It's a visual masterpiece. I love it. I'm so excited. Yeah, we actually just started watching this one last weekend, and I'm only one episode in, but all the visuals are so beautiful. You're going to love where it goes. Sweet. Yeah, I'm excited for it to get weird. Right now, it's just like hair, like setting the stage, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I have day three and my recommendation is uh, it's called Mindseed TV. It's on YouTube, but it's paranormal investigators and they do all the typical like haunted location investigation. And they um, they got like the black market boxes or whatever. And they open them up and there's creepy shit. And it's, you know, they do all the typical stuff. But the reason I'm mentioning them is because they have this episode and it's called the scariest episode ever or whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> which I was like, okay, w- come on. Re- yeah, every episode. I'll be it. the judge of that. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it is actually fucking freaky. So they go to this house and I can't remember where it's at. I want to say it's in Georgia and, or North, North Carolina, somewhere in there. And um, they go to the house and seriously, like if this was staged, they put so much work into the into it being staged like one of uh one of my favorite things about like demon possession or like demons haunting a place is um when they stack chairs in like really complicated patterns yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very poltergeisty yeah, I, I so I love that because I think it's like, OK, that's Ooh, so creepy. That's fair. That's like demon origami. I'm into it. <laughs> and it, so the and there's a part where like in this. So there there's some shit that's happening with the chairs and there's shit that's happening in the kitchen. OK, OK. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And then the guy goes to turn and he starts to walk up the stairs and he goes like two steps up the stairs and you hear like a like a ringing and then like, like a thunk and he turns mm-hmm. around real fast and there's like six legit wooden kitchen chairs and they're stacked up and right at the bottom <laughs> yeah oh like in and in it and like right at the bottom like right in the doorway to the in a way that's like either they had to do some like really good computer editing to get to have the time to have somebody else like stack the chairs up in that way or mm-hmm. they must have had like months of practice time to have like six dudes come in and just like put the chairs together really fast like and they were balanced in such a way that like that took time like that yes. like for a human to do that would take time. Like, yeah. 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 And there's, there's a couple of other parts where uh, like, basically they they go to check another room and they turn around and there's like two chairs that weren't 
on that no. floor, like right behind them. The chair goes. The girl's like, have a fucking seat. I fucking told you, have a fucking seat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that episode is actually really good. And they do cut it short and they say like, because of that, you know, like it's really obvious that there's some fucking freaky shit going on and we don't want to put anyone's health in. Oh, there's another part. Um, I won't I won't tell it because I won't ruin it all. But um, there is something that happens and they're like, OK, we are we are going to cut this short because we don't want to put the health mm-hmm. time to go. The health and well nature or the well-being of our crew members at risk. Um, but they have they do go to some other places and then there's other like genuinely freaky creepy shit that happens it's like okay these guys are actually kind of worth watching yeah so it's really good that sounds right up my alley oh it is yeah it's good and it's on youtube so it's free so even better (laughs) (laughs) day four sierra what you got yeah yeah my next one is one that was actually just in theaters and i think it's out of theaters now so it's in that weird limbo okay but if you see it pop up on streaming um it's a movie called night house which opens up with a woman just coming back from her husband's funeral. And you come to learn that her husband, they live on in this beautiful house that he is an architect and he designed himself on the side of a lake. And you learn that he just randomly took the little boat that they have out into the middle of the lake and, and shot himself. Hmm. And so you, throughout the movie, figure out why he did that. And also, she's being haunted by what she thinks is her husband, or maybe not. Um, and it's ghosty and a little bit of like murdery, true crimey, and paranormal. It has all the all the like psychological kind of thriller uh, aspects to it. Um, and it was just a, it was a fun movie. Nice. I think I saw commercials for that, and it looked good. Like. Is like there's some like the way the house looked, I remember was really striking. And I think that was probably the part that I like the most. Yeah, totally. And it's like a woman who's obviously going through grief and dealing with all of that. And so you start to question like what's what's real and what is she, you know, is she just spiraling into a whiskey fueled insanity or, you know, what's <laughs> what's going on? And they have some really cool little visuals of like that classic horror movie thing where like you uh, kind of see in the background a shape that you think is just part of the set and then the shape moves and you can tell that it's like something scary back there. I love that trick. That's awesome. Jackie, you got day number five. Day number five is a podcast, a spooked podcast, which is under the whole um, snap judgment umbrella, which if you know anything about snap judgment, they have hella production money. So (laughs) Spooked benefits from that nicely. The idea for Spooked is basically people come on and tell their actual first person experiences with uh, supernatural things. Hmm. And they are great stories. Like they definitely, you know, really seek out fantastic stories for these one of the first ones I listened to was one about uh, a skin or skinwalkers. Yes. yes. It was legit gripping. <laughs> like <laughs> was, it was when we were driving out to Denver, actually. And I was like on the edge of my seat, like, oh, my God, what's happening next? <laughs> <laughs> you guys had to drive through Texas, too. So I bet like all that creepy deserty like added to it. We actually went the north way. So we were going through the oh. creepy plains. <laughs> <laughs> better. Way better. Fields of corn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
but yeah, I really highly recommend this. This is fantastic for any kind of horror lover that is looking for a new podcast to jump into here. And it seems like they're going to start ramping up the next season because it is spooky time. So Good. jump into that. I love that all of my favorite like spooky horror related podcasts have like ramped up for the next month. I'm super stoked. Yeah, I love it. I've got the next. I've got day number six and I have uh walk. I walk with monsters. This is a comic book and it's published by Vault Comics, written by Paul Cornell and drawn by Sally Cantorino. Uh, this is about a girl who has an unusual friend and she's seeking vengeance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like this story style and I like how they show memory flashbacks. Um, the unusual friend seems like a cryptid at first and then it ends up it's just like a, a guy who's possessed. Ooh, interesting. I really like the way that they took the direction. I th- that stuff is exposed in like the first first couple of issues, so I'm not giving away too much too early on. Um, but really good. This one does feel a little heavy. There is uh, I do want to give like a trigger warning for some childhood abuse and like anything that's kind of with like overly strict parents that could um, give like PTSD symptoms later on. Um, but. I, regardless, I still really recommend it. I think this is a really great comic. So check out your le- local comic book store. Pick this one up. Nice. Gotta add that to my list. Yeah. My next one is uh, a book as well, which I found. Um, there's a bookstore here called Elliott Bay Books. And I found it and I was super excited because the artist who did the illustrations is one of my favorite local artists, Pam Wishbone. And it is a little uh, pocket-sized book called Dangerous Games to Play in the Dark, a guide to summoning spirits, divining the future, and invoking the supernatural. Well, that sounds fun. Yes, and it's a kind of like a how-to book for all of the party games and, uh, you know, contacting the dead kind of games that you've heard about. So they have like Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board, the classics, Bloody Mary, you know. But then they talk about like the um, the elevator game, which we've talked about on the show before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it has these beautiful and awesome illustrations throughout. It's a really fun little book. Um, so if you're planning a, a Halloween party this coming October and you want to play something dangerous in the dark, uh, you should pick up this book. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good that idea. That sounds super fun. Yes, I love that. October 8th, Jackie. Okay, so let me actually preempt this because I have been noticing that quite a few of the uh, movies that are on the rest of my list here uh, Mm -hmm. tend to have like bad ratings on IMDb and then incredible (laughs) ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, funny. (laughs) Okay. Which so like I've I've noticed over the years that that tends to happen with um, like really good horror movies that are kind of slept on, you know, like little hidden gems. Yeah. Like some of these are like movies that people that aren't like really into horror are just not going to get fair. And this is definitely one of those. Uh, So this is a movie scare me. Uh, It came out in 2020 and it stars one of my absolute favorite actresses, Aya Cash, who you might remember from you're the worst or her terrible portrayal in um, the boys (laughs) recently. We'll skip all over that. Anyway, um, so this is about a um, a horror writer that goes up to a cabin in the Catskills to write her next novel. And she runs into, um, you know, her cabin neighbor who's kind of like fanboying out a little bit over her. 
and she's being kind of a bitch to him. And then their power goes out. Um, and so she goes over to his cabin and they start drinking and talking. And then they decide to tell each other scary stories Ooh. and see who can scare the other one the most. Um, Chris Red also comes into the scene at some point and just makes the entire movie better also. Um <laughs> This is definitely one of those movies that kind of keeps you guessing as to where exactly everything is going here. But it is so fun in the meantime. Like, holy shit, it's a lot of fun. So if you're looking for something that is kind of lighthearted and hilarious, it's not lighthearted. It's mean. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it's fun. Go for Scare Me. That's awesome. That sounds super fun. Yeah. So for October 9th, my recommendation uh, is going to be a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, do it. I am totally waving my chuggy basic bitch flag over here. Since October 9th is a Saturday, I'm challenging our listeners to have a horror-themed charcuterie and drinks party. Yes. I've seen all of these like brilliantly beautiful adult lunchable spreads and drink parties where everybody brings like a fancy drink to serve. Uh, And I think combining these two ideas, because the idea of having like 10 charcuterie boards just seems a little bit too much salt for me. Right. (laughs) I think combining the two could be super fun and makes it more affordable. But I've seen like the prosciutto covered cheese balls that look like fleshy skulls. And um, I looked up all these like super fun drinks like the Bloody Tooth, which you can find the recipe on Martha Stewart's website. Or a vampire, and I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this, Bansher, uh, vampire Sinar Negroni. That's how I would have said it. <laughs> <laughs> I found that recipe at gastronomblog.com. They had a bunch of other really awesome uh, Halloween-themed drinks. Nice. You can snag some of those skull-shaped molds at the dollar store to make some ice, or always rely on the whole filling the rubber glove up with water and freezing it and throwing it in a punch bowl. Obviously, if you have kiddos, the idea works really well, too. Any soda and green sherbet looks super gross. Um, Ghoul.at.heart on Instagram is also amazing resource for really creepy food inspiration. And sometimes it can be really easy and sometimes it can get really complicated. So you have plenty of options depending on um, how deep into it you want to go. It doesn't have to be too fancy. But I think it's just a really great idea to spend and a really great chance to spend some time with friends, get creative, watch some old school horror flicks and become one with the gluttony <laughs> this holiday season. I like it. Uh, can I add a couple notes here? Uh, duh. First of all, I do want to also add that you must call it shark coochie board because I can't stop saying that. <laughs> um, but with the uh, using a... a Latex glove, uh, a rubber glove or whatever, as the ice thing. Be sure to rinse that out first because there is powder in there. So in case it bursts, you don't want that in your drink. Oh, yeah. And uh, around this time, a lot of spooky drinks uh, tell you to use activated charcoal to make them black. Which, while that looks awesome, it absorbs your medications. Yeah. So if you're on medications, 
skip the fucking uh, activated charcoal. Instead, what you can do is put a little like either strawberry or cherry or raspberry or whatever syrup around the rim of your glass. And it's going to look all bloody. So that that's cool, too. Yeah. And it tastes better. And I have noticed that um, like black food coloring is more and more available. So that's nice, too, because I remember mm-hmm. that was that used to be impossible to get your hands on. Yeah. And now it's a lot better. And like even the um, the the shimmer glitter that you can buy for your drinks, the edible stuff, uh-huh. they have a black one too. So Ooh. nice. Lots of options. Do your research before you do something like that, for sure. Especially if you're going to serve it to guests who may or may not be on medications or have health issues. Um, but yeah, there's tons of things to do. And I'm super jealous of all these people with like the cool purple smoky drinks. And <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm super stoked. Nice. We actually just went to Target today. And I found some really cute little serving dishes and it was a set of four and there's one with a pumpkin on it, one with a little cat on it. And then now Aww. I'm like, ooh, what little things can I make to serve on these cute little Halloween dishes? Yes. <laughs> cute things this season. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Joanne's has already taken too much of my money. So <laughs> <laughs> Sierra, October 10th. 10th. This is one of those movies that's more based in the horrors of reality it's a movie called crawl which is now on hulu and maybe it's just me but i think i have a very rational fear of gators and crocodiles (laughs) uh i love how they look but they need to stay away from me (laughs) because i don't know they could they could murder me so quickly the teeth and the owl does it make you any less afraid of them to know that alligators like really love marshmallows what i mean they can come up to me if there's like a marshmallow on each and every single little tooth so that there's like a little cushion. That would be okay. Um, but that's like, that's like the one animal that like invokes some like primal response in me where I'm like, this is a dinosaur and we should not have this here. <laughs> and so watching the movie Crawl was really a thrilling experience because of that kind of fear that I have. But it was a very fun movie. It's about uh, a big, I think they lived in Florida, a big storm hits and basically just getting trapped in a house that's full of water and full of alligators and you have to get out and the scary, scary horror that that is. Awesome. (laughs) And it has a really badass lead female character who like punches and kicks alligators the whole time. It's great. Nice. So if you want an adrenaline rush like I did. And you also have a very reasonable fear of of gators. Uh, this is a fun movie. That's awesome. What was the movie with the ginormous alligator and Betty White? Oh, Placid Lake? Lake Placid? Yes. Lake Placid. Yeah. yeah. I forgot what the, it was. The like sci-fi original movie or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Still my golden moment. I feel like they made like a billion of those. Yeah. But that's still like one of my favorite movie scenes is when they find out Betty White's feeding the alligator and she's like cussing out the sheriff. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. I love that one too. As a little kid, like any small body of water, I was like, there's a gator in there. <laughs> oh, And I remember um, as a kid, we used to take trips to, uh, shoot, what's the name of that beach? I can't think of it off the top of my head, but they had a, um, like a knockoff, uh, not 
quite a Ripley's, believe it or not, but like a wax museum kind of place. Right. And there was a room where you had to cross a bridge and they had fake alligators down under the bridge. Oh, oh it no. scared me so bad. <laughs> See, I actually grew up in South Florida and there were like legit alligators like in the canals behind our houses. Yeah, so. no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Is that how you know that they like marshmallows? Well, from going in the Everglades, yes. Ah, because yeah. you can like toss them marshmallows and it will come up and chomp. <laughs> that's so funny i love yep. i love watching videos and things of of the gators but <laughs> i don't need to see them in real life fair <laughs> enough fair enough <laughs> october 11th jackie okay so this is a movie that a lot of people are talking about right now yes yeah this is malignant i'm excited to hear what you have to say about it because i've been it's on my list to watch but i haven't watched it yet I think it might actually be in uh, theaters right now, but it is also on HBO Max. So (laughs) the general premise of this is that a woman who is uh, having shocking visions of people being murdered uh, is realizing that those visions line up with reality. Like she sees that this is actually happening in real life, that she's having these visions and it happens. So She's trying to, you know, uncover this mystery as to what is this, uh, you know, power that she's unlocked, that she is seeing all these murders. Meanwhile, the cops are like, so you're seeing them, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you're definitely not the murderer. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh, sure. (laughs) So, like, nobody's really taking her seriously. Uh, She also went through, like, a really traumatic um, relationship experience right at the beginning of the movie. So a little bit of a trigger warning for that. But I will say there is a massive twist in this movie, and I'm not going to even hint as to what it might be, but it becomes an entirely different fucking movie after that twist. Nice. Yeah, it is fun. I love shit like that. Yeah. That's very exciting. I've seen stuff all over the place about it and how good it is, so I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, this is a James Wan movie. and yes, he's he, so good. He both wrote and produced it. Oh, nice. Like, it feels like one of those movies that is, like, it's currently kind of bombing at the box office. But it feels really? like one of those movies that horror fans are going to be talking about for years. Nice. Okay, October 12th, I have Something is Killing the Children. It's another comic book. As a warning, I have a shit ton of comic books this year. I've just been really into comic books. <laughs> nice. Um, Something is Killing the Children. This is published by Boom Studios. It's created by James Tynan, the fourth, and Werther Deladera. Uh, this was nominated for a Best New Series in, two, in 2020, the Eisner Awards. It's about uh, Archer Peak is a small town where children are going missing. And after a group of boys are mysteriously slaughtered, the town suspects the boy who survived. Uh, But when a stranger shows up, things get a little more complicated. The writing and the pacing of this comic is 10 out of 10 for me. Um, Mm. I'm totally hooked. The art style is so good. Um, Of course, there's the leading female badass, which I'm always a sucker for. Mm Right. Um. The first two volumes are available for free if you subscribe to Unlimited on Comixology. Um, but otherwise, always go to your local comic book store. But yeah, it was super good. You'll be hooked. It started, I think, in 2019, and it's an ongoing series. So there's lots of material. Very cool. October 13th. My next one is one that I think I 
have mentioned on the podcast before, but it's been so long that I want to talk about it again. (laughs) So (laughs) this is a series called Hellier, and there are now two seasons of them. I think you can buy it on Amazon Prime or you can just watch it for free on YouTube. Um, And this is a documentary series by, I'm totally blanking on his name, Dana and something Newkirk. I forget her husband's name, and I didn't write it down. I feel so bad. Oh, well, I'm going to keep talking. (laughs) Um, But they are paranormal investigators, and they run um, something called the Paranormal Museum, and they have a really wonderful Patreon that I'm a fan of. But this is them. They get a letter. Greg, his name is Greg. Greg Newkirk. (laughs) Greg and Dana. There we go. Um, They So Greg gets an email out of the blue of somebody who— lives in Kentucky in Hellier and says that he has these weird goblins terrorizing his property. And they kind of go back and forth and, and Greg is like, he's kind of pulling my chain. And then suddenly the guy just like disappears. So they go there and they go and investigate and things just get weirder and weirder. And (laughs) it really makes me want to like quit everything and just go be a paranormal investigator. Um, (laughs) And it's, it's so fun to see their, their, their different, uh, investigation methods um they they do one called the estes method where um you wear headphones and you just like have white noise that like white noise machine in it okay mm-hmm. and you uh are blindfolded so so you're just listening and listening for things and then everybody else around you is asking questions and so you have this back and forth where you hear things in the noise but you can't tell what they're talking about um, so that makes for some really interesting call and responses. But yeah, and then season two is really fun. So Hellier, uh, I, go watch that one on YouTube. I really like that um, that style of like trying to, what was what did you call it again with the white noise in the headphones? Estes method. Yeah, I always wonder because like I have an auditory processing disorder, so words don't always sound like English to me. And like, I oh, wonder like if someone tried to like, give like if I had to be the one with the headphones I would be like ah tacos Mm -hmm. maybe fuck I don't know what this guy (laughs) I don't hear anything it's just all static I'm not hearing any words whatsoever so I think that's funny I always think about that whenever I see that but I like I I like that technique I'm Mm -hmm. seeing it more and more in a lot of the paranormal shows and I I like it I think it's really interesting October 14th Jackie Okay, so October 14th is um, a ghost story. And honestly, I was kind of on the fence about recommending this one because it stars Casey uh, Casey Affleck. And honestly, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. But it's a really great movie. Um, it's very somber. It follows a ghost of a man that's stuck in the house that he and his wife shared when he died. Aww. And he is stuck behind watching her move on. There are a lot of horror elements to this. It, it, it is very emotional. Um, so you have like kind of a back and forth between like this very dramatic, like emotional story and the horror elements of this ghost living in a house. It also like the portrayal of the actual ghost is one of the things that really makes me love it because it is literally just a person with a big white sheet over their head over them oh that's funny (laughs) yeah it's it's really fucking cute and he's like talking to other ghosts and stuff and it's it's really adorable in that way um this is like there are a lot of emotions coming out in this movie like a lot of different ones Hmm. um 
it's on Netflix right now. And again, fuck Casey Affleck, but the movie was already made. So may as well fucking watch it. (laughs) (laughs) For October 15th, I have Squid Game. Uh, This is on Netflix. I hadn't even heard about it until recently. Um, I just kind of saw it pop up in like the recommended watch. Um, This is a story about a guy it well the story starts out following a guy um he's a deadbeat dad he's he has a gambling problem so he's got like a shit ton of loan sharks coming after him etc etc um so one day he meets a guy who offers him a chance to make some extra money surprise surprise (laughs) what could go wrong (laughs) right um and obviously like at first he refuses but then all of the problems begin to compound blah 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 calls the number and shit starts to happen from there um while the plot seems really basic and the acting actually starts off super cheesy, uh, the stylized camera angles and the progressing imagery um, as this like group of about 500 people are forced to play children's games in order to survive and, oh my God. and either like gain a promised fortune or die. Uh, this is <laughs> this is a really fun watch. Like, um the main character is kind of, or well, I shouldn't say main character because it does follow. Um, I want to say about like six people, but it's a really fun watch. One of the ham- one of the characters is a total ham. Um, like there's the uptight business guy. There's you know the the shitty bad dude. There's the girl who had a bad history. You know the whole. Mm-hmm. But it was so good, and there's a lot of really good twists that keep it interesting. This also takes place in South Korea, so I really like seeing the different kinds of kid games that people were uh, raised with versus, like, here in America. I thought it was, it's really cool. Like, I haven't been through the whole season yet. Uh, I've only watched uh, the first, like, five episodes, but it's really good. Oh, it's a TV show. Yeah. I assumed it was a movie. No, yeah, and it's it's a series, and it's on Netflix. But, yeah, it's really good. I really recommend it. It's very fun. I really love it. Nice. 16th. Um, I have a movie that's on Hulu um, called Bad Hair. I love this movie. Ooh, I love it too. Uh, speaking of Treehouse of Horror earlier in the episode, um, if y'all remember the little vignette, I think it was a Treehouse of Horror, where um, Homer gets a hair implant from Snake and oh the God, hair is evil. <laughs> um, it's basically that, but a movie. But it's based in, I think, the 80s, and uh, the main character is a black woman. And in order to get the her dream job as uh, hosting a, a TV show on this, like, kind of MTV show, um, she has to, like, change her hair to be, you know, straight and long and... Um, so she goes and she gets these, this, uh, these extensions put in. Oh no, it's a weave. <laughs> oh, this weave. Right. And it's, uh, turns out it's witch hair. Um, and the witch hair just takes over. <laughs> I love this. I love like talking about the old, uh, roots of hoodoo and Vanessa Williams fucking mm-hmm. slays in this Seriously, movie. She's so Vanessa. good. <laughs> She's incredible in it. Mm-hmm. I was also very excited to see a little Nicole Byer cameo. Yeah. Um, There is one um, scene of a sexual assault, so trigger warning on that. Good call. But it is uh, a very fun movie, and I always love when there's like old folklore kind of coming into the modern day, and it definitely has that that kind of undertone. Yeah, I love that movie. I think it's seriously underrated and does not get enough attention at all. October seventeenth, Jackie. 
Okay, so this is uh, one of my like highly recommended ones on this list. It's called His House, and it's a movie on Netflix right now. Side note, have you guys noticed that Netflix has been fucking killing it in the horror department lately? Yes. Mm-hmm. They are crushing it. Yeah, horror and like true crime docs. Yeah. Uh, so this story is about a South Sudanese couple who are trying to make a new life in England after fleeing their war-torn country. And as they're settling, they become guilt-ridden over how they left their country, and they start coming unraveled and tearing each other and their house apart. Ooh, um, like quite literally. And it it really goes into um, spirits in an incredibly interesting way. The sound design and um, uh, lighting design of this movie is fantastic. It is phenomenal. It really pulls you into the story. And this is one of the most unique stories that I've seen in quite a while. Hmm. It is absolutely fucking compelling. This is definitely the kind of thing where when you start it, you're you're not going to want to stop it for anything. So, you know, like make your bathroom trip first, I guess. Make sure your <laughs> cup is full. <laughs> I like it. For October 18th, I have The Twisted Ones. This is a book by T. King Fisher. This is a book about um, a woman inherits her dead bitchy grandmother's house in rural <laughs> North Carolina um, while cleaning out her the house, which uh, turns out the grandmother was a hoarder, she starts to reveal some secrets about the woods around the place. Um, I really like the writing style of this book, especially because she's like very frequently like she was a fucking bitch. I don't fucking I don't fucking miss her. It's fine. This is my family. Like, I really like that sort of change of pace. Like, I I get so tired of the ones where it's like, oh, my grandmother's dead and suddenly they become saints. No, let's let's. Let's be realistic here. Yeah. Um, And if you get the audio version, which I did because I drive a lot. So uh, the audio version of books is super helpful for me. Um, The lady who reads it actually does a really great job with tone. Um, I've been having a hard time with audiobooks lately because they do that fucking shitty proper style of reading. And it drives me nuts and I can't follow what they're saying. (laughs) Um, I know Jackie and I have had like a hundred conversations about that. It fucking drives me nuts. I'm just going to start reading books for you. Um, Yes. I'm just going to say. Send you my library card and I'm just going to have you like just just all the books that I have in my my wish list. Just go through and Is like this grab our new Patreon offering. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie reads books to you. Oh, my God. That's I'm such down. a good idea. <laughs> but yeah, this one, the book tone and the woman who reads it, it's just like chatting with a friend. Like she's just like going through a story and I really love it. And it does. Um, it has a lot of like fun, suspenseful build up. Um, and just like a fun, like, like something that you just do with your friends. I really love it. This was a good one. October 19th, Sierra. The 19th. Now I threw a comic book in here too, because I wasn't sure if we would have any. And I wanted to make sure that we were paying homage to Melissa, of course, getting a comic in there. Um, so one that I enjoyed this year is called The Sleep of Reason, which is an anthology series, um, of different horror comics. Nice. And being a not super comic-y person, um, I love an anthology and the short stories. Um, and this one has just a lot of good, uh, weird stories and and a good um, variety and array of art. Um, and it covers a lot of different horror themes. And I think there's a there's at least a part two. 
Um, so if you really dig it, you can get the second one. Hell yeah. October 20th, Jackie. Ooh, this is another one of the highly, highly recommended ones. Okay, this is The Old Ways on Netflix, and it is an absolutely incredible supernatural Latin native horror. Um, This jumps right into the action, like within seconds of starting, uh, with a journalist that's been taken captive by uh, natives while investigating healing and sorcery practices in Veracruz because Mm -hmm. they believe that she's been possessed by the devil. (laughs) And of course, she's like, I am like fucking normal, guys. Can you just let me go? Seriously. What's Sounds happening like something here? the devil would say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the pacing of this is wonderful. It's constantly hitting you really hard with the weird shit from beginning to end. Nice. Um, the, yeah, the tie in to native lore is, oh my God, it's incredible. Um, the portrayal of spirits and spells is fascinating. And even little details in the story are constantly keeping you guessing. So this is one of those movies that like I, I put it on and was not even 15 minutes into like, where has this been all my life? Nice. Highly, highly recommend that one. This is totally one where I judged it off of the cover art. Yeah. And I was like, mm, this one looks dumb. No. And then moved right along. So I'm glad that you brought it up so I can go back to it. <laughs> I love that. I love there's not enough like Latin and native like horror movies and stuff. I love that that's getting um, more attention lately. Absolutely. Yeah. For October 21st, I'm recommending the Blackwood podcast. Uh, This was originally released in 2018, and while it's only six episodes, I really feel like this is sort of a hidden gem. It's done in the style of like kind of like the old radio shows where they have different people who are reading the different characters. And um, like if they're out on the street, you can hear like the cars in the background and stuff. Um, But this is it's a found footage style podcast, and it's about four friends who are super determined to investigate the local cryptid. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um they did a really great job. I was really sad that it was only 6 episodes, but at the same time they did a really nice job of rounding it out at 6 episodes. But yeah, this one's really good. I'm uh disappointed that it doesn't really get enough hype because um it it's like I said it's really well done. It's really captivating. I was really hesitant about listening to it at first because I'm not used to that sort of style of show and I was thinking I might get distracted, but um the characters are all really likable. Um the how they go through all the um all the shit that they have to go through and all the people they have to talk to. It's really good. I really liked it. I would love to hear more stuff like this. Yeah, I highly recommend. Very, very good. Nice. That's definitely good on my list. I just pulled up Spotify to uh, follow it. And episode one, The Bug Man. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was. It's really well written, really well done. I really loved it. October 22nd, Sierra. 22nd. Um, I'm throwing in a a full novel as well. So I've been really into the author Stephen Graham Jones lately. I'm currently reading his book, My Heart is a Chainsaw. (laughs) But the first book that I read of his is called Only Good Indians. And if you are curious to learn more about the dear woman, this is a great story about her. Yeah. And this is a book where there was a scene where I like out loud said like oh my god as I was reading <laughs> nice. so it has some like really amazing writing and like turns that you don't see coming gore and it's uh 
it almost kind of it reminds me of Stephen King in that it the characters are uh like friendship is a very common theme and like old childhood friends who grow up and are reconnected in some way um but yeah this is a a wonderful book and now I'm like I have to read everything he's written nice hmm. Very I cool. love it when you discover writers like that. Like the one that I, I have a recommendation later on down this list where it's just like you hear something from them or you read something from them and you're like, mm-hmm. yes, I need everything. Give it to me now. <laughs> yep. Where have you been all my life? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love that. I love those discoveries. October 23rd, Jackie. This is a TikTok account and yes. I cannot yeah, yeah. fucking get enough of it. And Blue is probably <laughs> sick of me sending her videos from it. Oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them um, coming. Yeah. It's funny because like I'll log into my TikTok and I, I always go through a couple of them and then I like share them and I'm like, oh, there's people have sent me things. And I, Jackie and I almost always share these same ones. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm on it. That's how you know it's good. Right? Yeah. Okay. So this this is Saucy Dad on TikTok. Um, Saucy spelled uh, S-A-U-C-E-Y, just for clarity there. Uh, this mm-hmm. guy's name is uh, Nick Boss, and he shares the absolute best ghost videos. Um, <laughs> what I love about this dude is that he takes the time to go through and explain, would this be possible to fake or not? Oh, cool. Yeah. And he will like break down videos like really, really thoroughly. Um, he also like he really goes through certain um, YouTube accounts that will like leave their cameras on for actual days and then, you know, post up the real time footage. And he will go mm-hmm. through all that footage and actually condense it down uh, to really champ. creepy shit. Yeah. So that's like, thank you for saving He's me an doing entire the hard day. Work for us. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's God's work right there. Yeah. Like uh, just last <laughs> night, he shared a three parter of um, there's this family in England that has been um, chronicling their issues with this fucking thing that is living in their house. And like everybody but the husband, like all the kids and the wife will not sleep in the house. They sleep in a fucking caravan in the driveway. Um, But for some reason, the husband was still toughing it out in the house and still recording. And like on one of the videos um, that he posted last night of this, um, like the door, which was very heavy and sounded like really hard to open, kept opening while the guy was sleeping And uh, so he got up to close it. And right when he gets to the doorway, something knocked him across the fucking room. And like he had camera angles inside the room and like outside, like pointed at the doorway and everything. And there's nothing there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This like quite I mean, he's a large man goes flying across this room. Um, Yeah, that's just. Yeah, that's just the most recent thing that I saw in there. Jesus. But seriously, <laughs> yeah. saucy dad's a shit. Yeah, if you like, if you like ghost stories, if you like found footage at all, fucking watch this. So awesome! I love all the random horror shit that's on TikTok. Like, so good. Like, I know it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking random dudes, like 
chronicling their security sweeps of like old hotels in the middle of the night and stuff. And like, yes, I love it. Like that one where um, he works in, I think it's like a hospital and he'll try to like go to, he'll go to certain floors and like the lights will flick on and off and like shit in the gift shop will move around. And Oh, it's so good. Yeah. For October 24th, I have, um, this is the author that like I just read and I kind of can't get enough, but it's called Mermaids in Cape Town. And it's by, and I apologize if I'm uh, butchering the name, but Mom Baguma Dien. Uh, This is a short story that's actually featured on my favorite podcast, Nightlight. Uh, The story was written in crime noir and it features our mermaids, which of course... We the, at the Sirens of Scream have a total soft spots for. <laughs> yep. This one has a fun twist on the mermaid concept. And I'm pretty much obsessed with everything about this story. Uh, Dien is an incredible writer, really creative. Um, he also has a story in the anthology Dominion, an anthology of speculative fiction from Africa and the African diaspora. Interesting. And the stories range from horror to more science fiction. Um, I haven't read that yet, um, but the list of the writers in the book looks phenomenal. So definitely add that to your reading list as well, even though I haven't technically read it yet. Um, But it looks and sounds amazing. I've heard a couple of really good things about that anthology as well. Um, And seriously, if you haven't listened to Nightlight yet, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're (laughs) missing out. That fucking podcast is so good. The stories that come from there are so fucking good. Sierra. Well, I'll get to it. I just gotta. I just gotta follow the nightlight first. Okay, um, number twenty-five um, is a TV show that's on Amazon Prime right now called Truth Seekers, and I started watching this one because it stars Mr. Nicholas Frost from Shaun of the Dead oh, and, God. and the love Cornetto him. trilogy. I love Nick Frost. He is wonderful, and so it's always just fun to watch him. But uh, this is a a show about ghost hunters. Um, so even better, two of my favorite things. So of course it has to come on this list of recommendations. Oh yeah. I've seen like, uh, you know, art in the little trailers for this and was, it was on my list for a bit and I definitely forgot about yep. it. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I reminded you cause it's very fun. October 26th, Jackie. Okay. This is the show them. It's from a couple of years ago, but, um, it, it holds up. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime right now, and it's set during the Great Migration when um, a lot of Black Americans were fleeing the South uh, because of Jim Crow and moving West. Uh, so this Black American family is moving to a hateful community in Compton in California, and their house very quickly becomes the epicenter of supernatural occurrences that tear the family and the community apart. Hmm. Uh, this. This story like really goes into some of the most malicious beginning stages of institutionalized racism in America. And it ties that into a very supernatural horror story. And it does it. I mean, there, there's a little bit of heavy handedness to the, um, to some of the story, but Mm -hmm. it fucking works. Honestly, it it works Mm -hmm. really well. And it's, it's very entertaining. I would absolutely suggest taking some time for that one. I think it's like a 10 episode kind of thing. And it's, yeah, you're going to get through it pretty fast. For October 27th, I'm recommending The October Faction, yet another comic book. Yeah, 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 I know. Uh, But a lot of really good shits come out in the last two (laughs) years. So, I mean, 
we love comics here. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Seriously, everybody should. So this is uh, put out by IDW Publishing. It's written by Steve Niles and illustrated by Damian Worm. It's about two kids that want into the family business, which just happens to be monster hunting. Uh, the occult werewolves, zombies, <laughs> robot kids. This series has it all. And it's also a series on Netflix now. Um, there was only one season. I got canceled after the first season. I don't know if there is a second season in the works or maybe I don't know. Um, but the storyline is very different from the books um, and also worth the watch. Tamara Taylor's in it. And I love her from Bones and from Law and Order. Like she's super good. I really love the characters she plays. Super phenomenal. But yeah, I definitely recommend reading the comic books for sure and giving the TV show a watch. And it's on Netflix. Very cool. Also, with a name like Damien Worm, you'd have to get into, like, illustrating horror novels or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and he has a nice, like, that gritty, oily style, like, kind of like the the 28 Days style. Yeah, very good. Nice. October 28th, Sierra. 28th. um, My final recommendation for this year's 31 Days of Horror is The Desert Oracle, which you can find it as a podcast, or there's also a book written. And this one is about all of of the weird and mysterious stories coming out of the American Southwest. So down in the desert, Jackie. Ooh, fun. The podcast is recorded kind of in the style of like, like an old kind of radio show. It kind of has like Pontypool vibes. Nice. Okay. He talks really slowly. And so I get, I keep getting distracted. So I prefer reading the book, but the podcast is also very fun. And it's just lots of, lots of good spooky cryptid stories. God, I have so much stuff to add to my to listen list. on here. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) October 29th, Jackie. Alrighty, my last rec for this year is um, another one of those movies that is very much horror for horror fans. It's Come True, and uh, this came out in 2020. You can find it on Hulu right now. The premise is a teenage runaway takes part in a sleep study that becomes a nightmarish descent into the depths of her mind in a frightening examination of the power of dreams. Oh, jeez. I'll just skip to it. This entire story is a is a fantastic mind book. Um, <laughs> and it will honestly maybe maybe watch this when you're not about to go to sleep because it will uh-huh. absolutely make you question some dreams for a bit. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, it's fun. That's awesome. My final rec for um, the uh, 31 Days of Horror uh, is actually another comic. Um, This one is available on Webtoons, and it's called Ghost Teller by QTT. This is really fun, and this kind of goes along with uh, a theme that we've sort of had running throughout the rest of the show. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you think ghost stories are scary, try listening to them from the ghost's point of view. Ooh. This is fun. Um... It's like it has um, like some of the Japanese style demons are the ghosts. Um, oh, nice. And um, it's for they each take their turn. This is the series is completed through Webtoons. So it's you don't have to wait for updates. It's already completed. All the ghosts have told their stories, but they're super fun. Um, I really love it. The art is beautiful. So well done. So pretty. 
but yeah, I definitely recommend checking it out. And it's um, it's basically free um, because it's on Webtoons. So there you go. And our absolute last day, October 31st. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> our recommendation this year is the Fear Street series. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I love me some R.L. Stein. Yeah, so I watched the first one. Um, that was it was Fear Street 1994, I believe, is the first one. Yeah, it was really good. So I was obsessed with uh, the Fear Street series when I was a kid. And looking back, like I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies at all, and I'm really surprised that my mom allowed me to read these. Yeah, mm-hmm. like total fun slasher. Really love it. I haven't reread any of the books since like sixth grade, so I don't really know how the movies kind of shape up to the books. Yeah. Um, But the first one was really fun. Just really getting the um, like the history kind of going. And I really loved seeing some of that like 90s memorabilia and the music. Really fun. Um, Just a couple of friends uh, start having some fun stalkers. And that's how that started. That's how that goes. Pretty, you know. Yeah. What I particularly love about this series is that um, it progresses as the cases that they look into um, in that particular movie is the next one in the series. Like from 1994 to what is the second one? The 70s, was it? Yeah, 1973, I think. And and then like the 1800s or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then a big jump back. Yeah. Very much Arl Stein nostalgia. <laughs> and absolutely let me just kind of live in that creepy kid that, that still is inside <laughs> me there. <laughs> I greatly love that Netflix did these. Like, this is like such a fantastic thing to come out for all of us that just absolutely fucking love this kind of shit when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, I do like that they updated some of the themes a little bit. So that was really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think it did a great job of having each movie stand alone while still telling the story across all three. So you're discovering more and more about the lore um, and and the clues and things coming together. And this, I think, will also be a great one that you can have on in the background while you're doing whatever you're doing on Halloween, whether that's handing out stuff to trick-or-treaters or having a party. It's going to have it covers all all the bases for for good campy horror yeah, I was going to say, this is like perfect, like slumber party shit yes, to watch. Big yes. time. Yes. Big slumber, slumber party vibes there. Yes. <laughs> and I think that wraps us up for the 31 Days of Horror for 2021. Yes. Looking back on our sirening, as it is, <laughs> it's a little mind blowing that this is the sixth 31 Days of Horror that we've done. And I just want to take a quick sec to thank everyone for sticking with us over the last six years and welcome to our newcomers. And I have a feeling we're going to have quite a few newcomers coming in with this because during our break over the summer, I've been talking to a lot of horror people Yay. and see, see yeah. that they are looking for shows like ours. So hopefully they find us here. Oh, cool. Uh, this entire show has been such an incredible experience for all of us. Like, seriously. Yes. So fun. And we look forward to many, many more episodes. Yes, yes. You can search us down for more horror-filled things on Facebook and Instagram as Sirens Pod or Twitter as Sirens Podcast. And we're not going to apologize for a lack of posts there. 
<laughs> nope. <laughs> I retweet stuff when I see it. Good. <laughs> I'm, I admit I'm terrible. I'm even terrible on my personal ones, so. Yeah, same. Um, but we do, you know, post show notes and stuff like that there and sometimes share funny shit. So, you know, give it a follow. <laughs> if you message us, we do try to respond as quickly as possible. Yes. Or you can reach out to us directly at sirens at sirensofscream.com. Uh, Sierra, where can listeners find you? You can find me on Instagram and see cute photos of my dogs and my cat at Sierra Hauk. Or you can follow me on Twitter, the same handle at Sierra Hauk if you want uh, a lot of retweets of feminist articles and <laughs> such. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, Blue, where can everyone find you? I'm on Instagram. I'm uh, Blue Ironworker. Uh, and I had to rejoin LinkedIn. So if you really, really want, you can find me there Ooh, too. But yeah, let's connect. <laughs> <laughs> you can, but as a warning, I check it, I think like once every two months, but I am on there again. <laughs> nice. And I'm Jackie the Robot on Twitter and Insta. Um, in case you're wondering, you can hear Melissa regularly on Talking Comics. And don't worry, she will soon still be making appearances here. Yay! Again, we thank you guys for coming and spending your spooky October with us. Happy Halloween. Yes. Happy, Happy Halloween. Halloween. Dance and angels struggle and found.